Shop Amazon for last minute gifts. Great deals for everyone on your list. Gifts for mom and gifts for dad. Even for your sister and your brother Chad. Ah shoot, we didn't realize we were supposed to get a gift for our dog walker guy. We almost forgot about our dentist, Dr. Kerr. We didn't expect to get a gift from her. Or our cousin, I forget his name. He got us something nice, better reciprocate. For last minute deals on gifts for people you forgot. Get fast and free shipping at Amazon. And I never understood her name until now. Until Rue kept saying. Un- until Rue said, "I didn't get it." I was like, "Tea or coffee?" I don't, I don't, I didn't get it. But it's tea or coffee. Tea or coffee? Yeah. Anyway, just for anybody else out there who didn't know, I didn't get it until this episode. Oh my God, I'm rubbing my eyes. Sorry, and I'm just taking a <laughs> moment just to think about whether that's actually going to end up in the show or whether we're really going to leave you hung out to dry. <laughs> Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. The Gossip Gaze. This week on the Gossip Gaze podcast, Billy's getting psychoanalyzed. Danny's spilling tea about lockdown relationships. And Sam's back to tell us all about cottaging. Woo! Yes. Cottaging. I love cottaging. I know. I've had Michael Jackson then. <laughs> We're back for another week. How exciting. It's a very good week this week, my friends. Come on, Izzy. Come on, you're ruining the beginning of the show. Oh, she's doing that thing. Oh, she's pathetic. Get up now. Come on, baby. Don't talk to my dog like that. <laughs> Come on. Oh, she does this thing. Also, can I just tell everybody at home, we've got the gorgeous producer Sam's back and he's in our ear. Woo! This feels very television today. Um... But yeah, it's another gorgeous, glorious week in lockdown. The dog's just gotten straight back down as soon as I helped her up. Um, in true awkward dog style. What have you been up to? Oh, so now, major news off the back of my, my news last week. What? You've got an STI? No, the sex, oh. the sex while I'm sleeping. Loads of people have got in touch. It's got a name, hasn't it? It's, it's called like Sexomnia. Sexomnia, right. If... If you are suffering out there, get in touch. We're going to make a Facebook group, Sexomnia is Anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, my mum phoned me immediately after she listened to the episode. She's been doodling. She said, you need to get in touch with your doctor because people in this country and America have been done and been put into prison and claimed it's Sexomnia. So she says you need it on your medical records in in case somebody... In case you do it to somebody while you're asleep anyway. Can I just say as well, yeah. one thing after listening back to last week's show, mm. when you stay at my house, Izzy is no longer allowed to stay in your room. <laughs> because you quite often get say, oh, can I have Izzy in bed? She's like a hot yeah, water bottle. That's true, I do. No fucking longer. Well, I got in touch with my doctor. Yeah. Because it's that e-console online. So you just, <laughs> so I just described what, so I just described what was going on. My doctor's replied, Thank you for your recent e-consult. I have referred you to the LGI-based psychosexual medicine clinic for an opinion. <laughs> what? The psychosexual medical clinic at Leeds General Infirmary. I'm getting referred there. Can you believe it? So what are you going to wa- deal with? I- I'm thinking are you I'm... going to have like, therapy? I'm thinking I'm going to have to sleep at hospital for two months so while they're like, monitoring me overnight. <laughs> 
They don't Probably have to put different people but in bed see, and yeah. see what you do to them. To see what I react like. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Imagine you get like selected for a study. Some people do. You get money get for money. that. Right, I'm, I'm going to bring my doctor. <laughs> so I'm desperate for money. What can I say I've got? I'll say I've got something. Sex omnia? No, we don't want sex omnia because when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Oh, right, okay. You as can't soon fake as my that. head hits the pillow, I'm, I'm out like right. a light. I couldn't fake that. Right. Okay. Couldn't lift a finger, let alone a bone on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How nuts is that? Oh, my gosh. I know. I, I don't know why I said, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What's that song? Oh my gosh, by um, Basement Chats. Yeah. I don't Tune. know the lyrics though. I don't. Um, what have you been up to this week? I've been up to the same old shit in a different frock. Um, I've got some at-home weights. So Sam's done me a little PT over the phone Zoom thing, which was quite interesting. I right. Was, it's, not as, it's not as good as the gym. Right. It's harder to do the weights by yourself, isn't it? It's nicer to have like the PT I to, to be put the weights on for you, do if everything I, for you, and say lift them. Yeah, I love if, that. If I didn't, yeah, that's that's the only way I can be fit, really. <laughs> if someone takes all the thinking out of it for me, um, I've had a few people respond as well in response to last week saying, "Oh, I hope you're all right. I've heard on the podcast you're looking for a muggle job." Right. Yeah. Which I still am, by the way. So now it's getting to the point where I'm like, listen, if anyone works for one one one. I seen I'd like to be a call handler. I seen some today, right? Don't be suggesting jobs for me in fast food restaurants or supermarkets. Dunkin' no Donuts is coming to Manchester. I knew it was be. Dunkin' Donuts. I seen the advert today. I print screened it for you. No, Dunkin' Donuts. I can't the first work anywhere one. around food because of our balloon. <laughs> Honestly, right. If you get a free McDonald's today, working at McDonald's, imagine you'll have what you get. Dunkin' Donuts back onto the stage. Right. Okay. I'll be like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> Violet, you're turning Violet. Violet. I'll be so big. Right. So I need to work from home, preferably on the phones because I like chatting. Yeah. What, why don't you be a call girl? I'm just sure I thought you were going to say no. that. I'd love to be a call girl. Do you know one of them? And I can be like, ah. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just in my sexy nighty. Yeah. I could be a girl. You could close your eyes. Yeah, what you wearing? You could actually. Do I sound like a girl? You could be a girl. Yeah. You could. Yeah. All the time when people ring me up, they ask, like, is Daniel there? And I'm like, speaking. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> we're looking for Mr. Daniel Curtis. And I'm like, yeah, Mr. Daniel Curtis is speaking, <laughs> honey. Oh, grr. But yeah, so the job hunt's still on, but I really want to work for 111 or 999. I'd love to be... Yeah. 999, what's your emergency? See, I see that job on the telly all the time, them doing it, and I'm like, that looks like... That's skilled. 999 skills. Yeah. And you know I'd what... like to ease myself in with being 111 or 119. Right, okay, yeah. Where you just follow a flow chart on the screen. Right, yeah. Uh, have you had any diarrhea? <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's my kind of level of, of muggle job that I want to do. I don't want to do a job where I've got a boss telling me what to do. I've been my own boss for 10 years. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. No matter what job you get, there's going to be somebody telling you what to do. Yeah, I know, which is fine. I'm not saying I'm awkward or I'm difficult or anything. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying I don't want targets. Like, I don't want to work in sales. Like, no. Listen to me being picky. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to Christ. I'll be cleaning dog shit up on New Brighton Beach next week for a tenner. (laughs) I'm desperate. But also, I'm kind of like, I still want to kind of do something I'm happy with. Of course. Honestly, you'll be sending me a Dunkin' Donuts uniform through the post in two weeks' time. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, I am... 
I hate doing this, right? Because this is what I always do on the podcast. I've lost, I've lost weight. Right. Then I'm like, oh, I've put weight on. Then right. I'm like, oh, I'm dead happy with my dead body. I'm dead fat, but I'm dead happy. And then I'm like, no, I'm not happy. I'm dead fat. <laughs> that so is, where, yeah. am at, where I'm at right now. Is you losing weight? I'm losing weight. Because at Christmas, if it weren't stuck down, I was eating it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, was, I basically had Prada Willie. Right. There, was a, there was a moment over Christmas where I turned around and looked at a bar of chocolates on the side and thought, oh, I could finish them off right now. Only it wasn't a bar of chocolates, it was a bar of soap. Yeah. Piano. So, yeah. Do you know <laughs> Not I mean? at the piano. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm back on kind of a health kick. Obviously, PC Sam's helping me out there. We are going to start doing more sessions, but outside. You're allowed to do exercise outside. You are. Yeah. Social distance, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. All of that shite, but just not the same, is it? No, it's not. But we're going to we're trying. So I'm in that kind of health kick, healthy mind, healthy body, yeah. if you will. Zen. Tell I mean, crystals but, haven't worked. Body is the I mean, crystals haven't worked, right? So I was all about my crystals. Yeah, you were. A couple of months ago, I yeah. was wearing them to the shops. I was fucking shoving them up my ass. Yeah, you got one in a bottle. I got one in a bottle. I was drinking the water. I mean, I was putting them in my bath. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I put one round the dog's neck, so when I stroke the dog, the crystals work. Not worked. Right. So my ass is still in a state. Yeah. So now I'm like, right, well, I've got to take some control with the food and stuff. So that's what I'm doing. I'm controlling the food, all of that. And I'm enjoying it, actually. I'm doing low low to no carb. Mm-hmm. No whites, carbs, all of that. No beige food. No beige food, but no. I am having high fat. Oh, I yeah. I've lost eight pounds. Yeah. Which is quite a lot for a fatty. <laughs> chicken on your skin on your chicken and all that crispy skin. Crispy skin. Yeah, everything clutching oil, deep yeah, fried. Sorry to any vegans. Yeah, sorry about out that. There. I mean, I made you a tea tonight, a keto dinner. Yeah, you did it actually. Was nice. It was lovely. It, it was, was gorgeous. Chicken rolled up into a roll covered in bacon and then inside was broccoli and baby bells yeah. it was like the ultimate fat gal dinner it was gorgeous we had a nightmare and the, and the cheese nearly came out we had to nip to the shop mm-hmm. and get more bacon it was about <laughs> when in doubt put more bacon on yeah, it it was about five pigs worth of bacon but yeah with all this in mind mm-hmm. the health care the crystals not working me taking control i've do i've been doing sober october no what month is it so um what is it now <laughs> That's right, it. Thank January. You. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. We've got a Sam in the ear, yeah. guys. I felt very much like Holly and Phil then. Did yeah. you? Um we we've got dry we're doing dry January in this house. And dry goes all the way from drink to the herb. Right. So I have because the thing is, right, now I like a little tooth now and again. Mm-hmm. When I'm in Amsterdam and it's legal, obviously, oh. <laughs> um, on the weeds because it really relaxes me, chills you out, chills me out. And yeah. you know what? If I'm being completely honest with you, the pains, the chronic pains that I've had, what do you call them? Not chronic. No, it's chronic, chronic pain from chronic. this from yeah. this fistula. Illness. Yeah, it's better than the tramadol. Now I'm prescribed two tramadol every six hours. I don't think that's good to be taking that much tramadol. Right. Yeah. So. Actually, this actually has helped me not take as much tramadol. Anyway, I've stopped that. Right, okay. I'm dry of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm better on drinking drugs, honey. <laughs> I've, put, I've put petrol in my diesel car. <gasps> what happened to it? Well, nothing. Oh, right. Because I realised after putting so half a litre in, I so, went, oh, shit. So you put the tip in, squirt. I put the, the tip, tip in. in, I squirted it. Yeah. Now, I thought it couldn't fit in the hole if it didn't work. Right. Not true. Any nozzle can go in any hole, and that's something I want to bring awareness to <laughs> right. on this podcast. Okay. okay. 
And secondly, I had a little accident this week. Now, I don't want to admit anything here that might get me done on libel, <laughs> but everything's fine. It, it wasn't my fault in the car. Oh, so you had a little agreed, car. You had a little car. just agreed that it was fine and everyone was fine and we let it go. So you played bumper cars? Something like that. Right, okay. <laughs> but it was all hashed out and you were like, there's no stuff, there's no there's marks. There's nothing. There's just, nothing. Just nice one, mate. See you later, There's mate. no point. Two blokes sorting it out. Oh, wow. I mean, it? I got out the car and I was like, you're right, mate. What was going on here? Do you right, know what I mean? Okay. I went like, ah! Yeah, screaming at the wheels. So, anyway, I don't know what's going on. But I'm 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 being the healthiest. I'm slimming down. But you've been the clumsiest twat ever. I think I'm getting burnout. Right. I've got this burnout because I'm putting things in that I shouldn't be putting in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Wow. Put my iPhone in the freezer. Right. Yeah. You're doing all that shit. I'm doing all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Dogging the washer. Dogging the washing machine. Yeah, thought it was a rug. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just I'm up the wall. So if any of the listeners have got any tips on burnout or how to. You know, I'm. We're always forever giving tips, but I'm asking back this week because. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, I don't know me arse from me elbow. <laughs> but we've got a very jam-packed show. I'm very aware of. Yep. Sam's back in the mix, Woo-hoo! and we've got a Sam's hot minute. Now this is, I won't spoil it, but it's a fucking good one. Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's going to be a good one. You're dying for it. All I'm of dying this. for it. We've <laughs> just watched episode two of Drag Race UK. We're going to be talking about that, and Tops we've and got bombs. a brilliant listener's letter. No, I've not even read the listeners' letter. Oh, I've had a sneaky peek. Right. Let's move on with the show, girls. The Gossip Gaze. Sam's hot minute. Oh, sexy. Guess who's back in the house? Sam's back in the house. Yeah. Click clacking around and whatever and whatnot. Hello. That was really white, but we'll move on and we'll focus <laughs> all of our energy back on Sam. Sam's back in the game. How are you, Sam? Not a Samuel on Instagram for Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. I'm doing well, thank you. It's nice to be back. I had messages from some people thinking that I quit or that we'd fallen out. Um... <gasps> Which are both true, but we allowed you I back know. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll let you back into the circle. I was only going to take like two weeks off um, for myself and then it accidentally became four months. So I just got distracted. Is that how long it was? I think it's, it's really been four a, months. I, I think it was October. Oh, we, we, <laughs> you know we've what? been writing the theme tunes, singing the theme tune, producing this show. I'm knackered. I'm so glad you're back. We are so glad you're oh, back because yeah. we, you do add to the show and you are a vital part of the team, as you know, Sam. Thanks. One thing that people have been missing is your hot minute. Yeah, well, I've written one, so that's lovely, isn't it? Thank me later. Yes. So I'd like to hear your um, first hot minute of 2021. Right. So, like, just to start off, I really didn't want to do this one, like, at all. But it came through on Instagram. You're selling it. I know. Well, it came through on Instagram ages ago for a blank account. I ignored it. Then last week, Danny became the second person to recommend it. So I thought, fuck it. Now I've got to do this topic. So this is the history of cottaging, I guess. (gasps) (laughs) I did want to know the history of cottaging because Billy got stuck in a really sticky situation one time. In a toilet. What we we won't go into now, but he put his willy through a hole and somebody set fire to it with (laughs) a lighter. You You can't not bring that up and then not go into it. Yeah, somebody actually set Billy's willy on fire with a lighter once. <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. It's a viral video, but I just oh, I really someone might have seen that video and been like, oh, I've seen that video. No, I was invested. I really thought that was a thing. Then it's it Billy. It's a bad arrested. thing that I believed it. Anyway, 
There's not a huge amount of info on cottaging out there, which often happens whenever we're talking about like the secretive side of gay culture, leaving me to stitch together like the little bits I can find. Um, a few people have written about it, but unsurprisingly, no one's tried to establish like a full start to finish cottaging timeline. So, so sorry to interrupt, Sam, but could we possibly start? Cottagingpod.com. Well, here's the thing, like, because I'm... We could go and try these places no. for, the, for the research. Gosh. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm assuming I'm now not only the first person to set a timeline, but after all this research, I think I'm now one of the world's leading cottaging documentarians, so that's nice to <laughs> wow. know, isn't it? Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Tried and tested, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Read the CV. <laughs> first off, what is cottaging? Um, so cottaging refers to sex between two men in public toilets, usually between strangers or people cruising, aka men trying their luck in known places with strangers rather than sex you would arrange beforehand. Um, and before we carry on, sex in public is illegal. So by no means am I telling anyone to go cottaging. This is purely a, an intellectual exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. So Did the, you hear that, Billy? Put the light is away. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's no official start to when people started cottaging because apparently no one wanted to immortalise the moment for history. Um, but interestingly, and I guess this makes sense, cruising came just before cottaging. So searching for gay sex in public places with strangers kind of thing. The earliest records of cruising go back to the 1600s. It probably existed even before that, but records started popping up around this time because there was more of an initiative to fight what they would call profanity and immorality during this period. Gay sex was punishable by death under the Buggery Act set by Henry VIII um, in 1533. So yeah, cruising would come under the Buggery Act, which meant you could have been killed for it so before that i suppose people just like romans and that just shagged whoever didn't they as we found out the, the whole like roman thing was more of a like arranged sex thing from what i understand though do you know what i mean that was right. all about homosexuality right. whereas you have to and like they went to bathhouses knowingly whereas this is more cruising and Off cottaging the, the difference is is you're searching for sex for with strangers isn't it do you know what i mean Right, that's like okay. the distinction. Nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was probably around even before that, but like that's when it started popping up because people were getting convicted for it. They did have to provide proof that penetration had occurred, which is confusing. I don't know how they did that. Wow. I couldn't find anyone that said this is how they proved penetration occurred in the 1600s, but apparently that's something that happened. Maybe piles. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they look for tears on the anal area. Fishers. I mean, B- Billy would only have to bend over and they'd know. <laughs> <laughs> so we consider cruising and cottaging as a kink or a fetish nowadays. So you might think, why did men used to risk it all when the stakes were so high? But in actuality, for the time, cruising for some men would have been the only way they would have found another man who was gay yeah. or another man to have sex with. So whilst it sounds like a kinky thing for us, this was almost like a necessity in the past. It was like the only way you could be gay for some people. Well, this is, I imagine this is before clubs. 
certainly before the internet. Oh, well, so, yeah. you know what I mean? And, I mean, bear that in mind, because that stays relevant all the way to the 70s. In everything I'm about to say, like, you have to think, there's no real gay clubs, there's no internet. So, yeah, that is relevant for pretty much the whole of this hot minute. By the 1700s, known cruising spots in the UK start appearing, which... I'm not going to list because I'm pretty sure some of them are still cruising spots. And again, it's illegal. Billy will have a few. You can add yeah. to them at the end. He's got a few on his list. Billy yeah. knows. If you want them, just DM Billy. DM me. He'll just yeah. send you DM the list. Me. <laughs> I want to go to the oldest cruising spot in England. Okay. Well, you know what? You know what? I'll give you this. Covent Gardens, apparently, is one of the first... Wow. ...popped up, like, cruising spots. So if you want to go to the oldest cruising spot you can go there um, wow. but like i said wow. i'm not listening anymore because do what you want but i refuse to be related to a spike in cottaging convictions in <laughs> of course if you are going to do something illegal we don't condone it but also do practice safe sex girls oh good yeah. little yeah nice message danny thank you yeah now All right, love. take this with a pinch of salt but I think I figured out the year that cottaging was invented like i said there's not much information online but i think i've cracked it um Whoa. so this is just this my is theory a bold statement it is and i'm gonna be as bold as to name one year because my theory <gasps> is that cottaging started in 1852 so the year prior george jennings debuted his invention the very first flushing toilet at the great exhibition <gasps> right by the following year in 1852 his invention had become so popular, the first public toilets were opened here in Britain, known as public waiting rooms. Now, these public waiting rooms sometimes looked like small houses, so Victorians sometimes referred to them as cottages. <gasps> However, oh. it wasn't until much later that cottaging became a slang term for um, gay sex and public toilets. But that's why my theory is 1852 is when cottaging first ever took place. Because even though they didn't have a name for it at the time, I'm willing to put money on it that as long as public bathrooms have been a thing, men have had the idea to have sex in them. I agree. I, I think agree. So yeah. yeah, no one said that online. So trademark that me. That is something that I was researching, trying to figure out this afternoon. And my theory is, as soon as public bathrooms were invented, cottaging followed pretty much immediately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, Just a little sexism side note, by the way. Most public toilets at the time were designed for men and very few were accommodated or let women in. So this oh, wow. often meant women couldn't travel far from home or too far off from where friends and family lived because if they needed to go to the toilet, they'd be fucked. So yeah. the term urinary leash was used and it basically just referred to the fact that a woman could only travel as far as her bladder letter before she needed to pee. She couldn't travel further than oh, wow. she needed what to a, be. What a really interesting but bizarre bit of history to think about. Yeah. yeah. Of course, that would have been a thing. And yeah. there was a term for How it, urinary it? leash. Yeah. Um, urinary leash? But anyway, Whoa. back to what everyone wants me to talk about, gay sex. Uh, yeah. By 1861, the death penalty on anal sex was lifted, but homosexuality is still very much forbidden and illegal. Then jumping forward again to the 1950s, there's a bit more of a focus on cruising and cottaging in particular. Men are still relying on public gay sex as a way of meeting other gay men and having a sex life. This leads to a pledge from David Maxwell Fife, who was the Home Secretary at the time. And in the 50s, he promised the public to rid England of this plague, referring to men having sex in public. 
This ignited a Ooh. witch hunt and there was a huge budget for undercover police officers to go to known cruising and cottaging spots to arrest gay men. Um, so they would wow. pretend to be interested and at the moment the, they kind of thought something was going to happen, you got nicked kind of thing. This led wow. to over a thousand gay men being convicted in the 50s of public gay sex. And I suppose that outed a lot of people as well. Yeah, yeah well, no, exactly. That's why it's so secretive and actually there's something interesting on that i'm gonna tell you at the end but yeah it's that's why cottaging is secretive in general because um some people felt that even going to bars at the time you could out yourself if you made the wrong call do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if you tried to chat someone up so some people felt safer actually going to a known spot But yeah, these 1,000 arrests and convictions didn't stop cruising culture because there still weren't other avenues for gay men to meet. So people just carried on taking the risk because what else were they going to do? Then by the 60s, cottaging becomes known slang for men having sex in public bathrooms. 1967 is where we finally come across the Sexual Offences Act, which legalises homosexual acts. On the condition that they were in private, meaning cruising and cottaging was still illegal. Now, I know this sounds homophobic, but don't forget, it's the same for straights too. Like, just don't have, you can't have sex in public. It's illegal. That's really boring. I mean, I suppose not, you don't want to do it in the middle of Market Street or, you know, on the 69 bus into Clapham. No, but there is something quite interesting. When you go down the canal near Canal Street, there is actually a little sign that says, um, basically, it's against the law to have sex out in public and it, that's where people go cruising i'm told but i've i've walked past that sign as i was walking to work a couple of times and how I did... come you took that route can i ask because you can <laughs> shop <laughs> uh, right okay <laughs> but yeah there is actually a sign that does warn people that you can be arrested if you go down here for sex but could you not argue in a court of law that if you say you were in your own car that you're not in public because um, you're inside your car. You're not in a public space. Maybe that's another hot minute. Uh, also, Danny, maybe don't get ready for that fight. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Don't worry, I'm not going to. And to be honest, I, I, I'm not as bendy and young as I used to be. I couldn't have. I don't think my seat reclines far enough for me to even have a Tommy Tank, let alone get someone else involved. So don't worry about it. Have you got any more info on us? For us. So actually. Again, this one isn't related to cottaging, but I actually just felt like it was a very important thing to know. So I just mentioned the Sexual Offences Act, which actually legalised homosexuality. But what I'd learned today, the act actually specified that the two men had to be over 21. So a bit of like a homo-hetero inequality there. By 1994, it was reduced to 18, and it wasn't till 2000 that it was reduced to 16 to match the heterosexual age of consent. I remember that. For a I long, long time, there was a big difference, and I, I didn't know that until today. Yeah, I remember in 2000 it being a thing. Same. How old were we? I still remember my RE teacher telling me that you had to be over 18 to have a gay relationship. My RE teacher told me that it was wrong. Oh, there you go, Same. you guys are showing your age. <laughs> yeah. How bad? I know. But that brings us to modern day where cruising and cottaging are now considered more of like a kink or fetish since it's no longer a necessity in gay culture, if that makes sense. Okay. Whereas in the past, it was like one of the main ways you'd actually meet people. Now it's more very much of like a 
niche thing. And I imagine for a lot of people, it kind of is a necessity if you've got closet cases or you've got yeah. people yeah. still in relationships with women from from that time period. You get you see, you know, gay men being with women till they die because they're, they're 50, 60 now. Yeah. yeah. Just to finish, some famous cottage and cruisers. <gasps> I know, I know. Oh, go on. What are you going to say? George Michael. Yes, Michael. was arrested Woo! in a toilet in 1998 for cottaging. Um, <gasps> yes, queen. And then, well, and this is the bit I didn't know. In 2006, he was discovered cruising again by a reporter who was basically trying to stitch him up. And he screamed back at him, are you gay? No, then fuck off. This is my culture. Yes. Did you not see his music video where... I can't remember the song, but basically he's in a, a toilet and then all the urinals turn round and disco balls come down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember the song either, but he, owns it, it. he did basically like write a song after the whole thing in 1998, which was just about that exact moment. So I'm assuming it's probably the same song he made the video for. Yeah, it will be. It is. The other one, which I find very interesting. Do you know who Sir Edward Heath was? No. no. Sounds like a Tory. Correct. Um, <laughs> Sir Edward Heath was Prime Minister from uh, 70 to 74 and is also a rumoured cottager. People have always speculated that Edward Heath was gay because he's had co-workers basically blurt out, I thought it was common knowledge. But it's even rumoured that back in the 50s, the same time that the whole cruising witch hunts were happening... Um, it, it's theorised and there's stories of his cottaging habits, in quotation marks, being covered covered up to basically protect his career. So what you're saying is there was a Tory politician doing something that they were trying to punish the people for. <laughs> At the exact same time, That would never time, happen yeah. now, and would it, Sam? What I'm also saying Matt Hancock. is a Tory also turned around and said, we're going to cover this up, just try not to do it again. Yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> I'm, but I'm talking about the 50s. So it's been corrupt through and through. Yeah. But anyway, this isn't a Tory bashing segment. This is a pure... Ooh, pure. pure. It's pure. a pure cottaging 101. Yeah, I've loved it. Honestly, I've loved you so much. Let's, I love these hot Let's minutes. not say that Sam's giving cottaging 101s because that's a very different... <laughs> that's not uh, on the menu. <laughs> I think what is on the menu for Billy next week, instead of having a hot minute, we could have Billy's top cruising locations in the Greater Manchester <laughs> and Leeds area. Uh, following oh, on. Billy can rank them from experience. I like this one because it's near a KFC. This one's good for the end of a night out. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Can we please get... Um, I really want the RuPaul's Drag Race shade noise to become a regular feature throughout the show. <laughs> Especially when it comes from Sam. Uh, Sam, we will see you shortly. I don't know I don't know when because, well, you're the producer and now it's your decision. But you'll be back at some point with more hot minutes. So yeah. you want people to get involved and suggest these hot minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, well, like I said, someone suggested cottaging and I did it eventually. And then Danny suggested cottaging, so I had to do it. So it basically... Why did I suggest it last week? I can't remember. Because you love cottaging, Danny. That's why. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Certainly not in a pandemic, sis. I'm scared to pop the shop. <laughs> Let alone pop me cock through a hole for a random stranger. <laughs> uh, give it up for Sam on the show, everyone. Yay. Lovely to have you back, Sam. Thanks. And let's let's get on to our drag race chat. Yes, Ooh. exciting. 
So, it's time to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. Episode 2, Season 2. Start your engine. And um, it was the first Rusical of the UK. What did you think overall of the episode, Bill? Overall, I thought it was very good. I There was a few twists and turns in there I weren't expecting, such as... Hang on. Now, don't get annoyed at us if you've not seen the show yet. Tap 15, tap 15. We're probably going to talk about this for five minutes or so. So yes. just don't get mad at us. There probably will be spoilers. In fact, there definitely will be spoilers. And we told you last week, no one moaned, to be fair. No, but I'm didn't. just putting no, it yeah. out there. Yeah. Because you know what? There's always one, Karen. <laughs> So, um, I think Ahara really pulled it out the bag this week. I weren't expecting it to... From bitch to rich in one episode. I'm yeah. Not liking Ahara at the start. I was loving Ahara by the end. Well, not loving, but yeah. warming. I'm warming to her, and I didn't like her from episode one. I thought, what a fucking bitch. She needs yeah. to go soon. What a bitch. What are those eyebrows? Yeah. That's what I thought. Now I think... Actually, I think I, I could see her doing well and us... Warming to it. The I same really like her. With <laughs> Actually. Veronica Green, we said last week that's going to be a charm. Well, she's charming me. She's charming pants off, actually. By the end of this episode, she was a very, very deserving spoiler winner. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm not mad on her aesthetic. I'm not. And I'm not mad on that introverted kind of, oh, I don't want to talk about sex. Like, you're about 50 years old, Veronica. Just right. fucking speak about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, yeah. I can see why she would appeal to certain people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she's going to be a grower, not a shower. And I think as well, I could see her doing like um, her own little cabaret, going around to little venues, singing and dancing. <laughs> Was that inadvertent shape? Little venues? No, no, no. I mean like intimate venues. I think she'd be good see, in an I, intimate environment. See, I could see her going into a oh. West End role. Right, okay. Because we've not yeah. seen that yet from the girls. And I think what I'd like to start seeing from this show is girls getting involved in loads of different industries because you know what we can't have a whole other season of bag of chips as being on celebrity shit shovel a scoop farm on nice. <laughs> we need to see yeah. taste on the runway for moschino we need to see veronica green in a west end show yeah we need to see you know branching Ginny, out Ginny lemon releasing a record and getting in the charts or whatever do you know what i mean i think we'll start seeing that as season three four five mm-hmm. comes of the show yeah and I think this will be the season that starts of all of that. So those are the ones that stood out to me this week. And Veronica Green this week mixed up that good old-fashioned saying, does the Pope shit in the woods? It should be, obviously, is the does Pope the Catholic. Bear shit in and the does woods. the bear shit in the woods? Now, that was funny. Does the Pope uh, shit, shit in the, the woods? woods. <laughs> Nobody fiddles kids. <laughs> <laughs> um disclaimer that was a joke not true why am i on full-on disclaimers no yeah why i just don't like... want to get sued by the pope <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he's listening to the gossip gays well do you know what he might be after sam's hot minute before he could be a secret cruiser we don't know <laughs> he might true. have us on in his ear while he's got a cock in his mouth <laughs> I can't. anyway um taste this week she needed to be in the bottom to give her that moment. You know let's what? be honest, she's going to be in the top of the competition, and she is. I think it's nice to. Above. I think it's nice to see somebody do a lip sync as well, and then do well from that. I like. I don't. I don't really like it when they're in the top and they've never had to lip sync because. I don't know. I like to see them fall a bit and stumble, and then it lit, exactly. light a fire like up their ass. And then everyone's going to say this week. I've not even been on socials yet. We've literally watched the the show mm-hmm. and recorded this one so i've not even been on socials yet to see the reaction we will get some of your reactions in a minute but i imagine everyone is 
outpouring for how good taste was in the lip sync. So it, it actually really aids girls in getting to the top, being at the being in the bottom so early in the yeah, competition. I agree. It wouldn't worry me being in the bottom in week one, two or three and surviving it. Unless we see Tate in the bottom for the next three weeks in a row and then we know by the fall she'll, she has to be done. Yeah. Which I don't see happening. No, I don't. And I think her runways are, are a cut above. I think last week, re-watching last week, she should have been in the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this week it was just a bit disappointing because it was just red on red on red on red. But from an editorial and a fashion point of view and in pictures, yeah, that would have really worked. Oh, of course. But on the runway, it, it slightly missed. Um, who were your tops and bottoms then of the week? Tops I've already said is Ahara and uh, Veronica Green. I just liked to, I just didn't really think anything of them this week, and it was nice to see them have their moment. I think and see that they are true competitors, competitors of the show. Whereas last week, all I could think about was Lauren Shaney of Taste. Now I'm thinking about them two instead. Now, okay. Um, bottoms. Um, I didn't make much to um. Miss Forgettable. <laughs> you can't even remember her name. Who are you talking about? You're talking about Tia. Uh, Tia Coffee. I think she was all right in the she challenge. She pulled the challenge out. Yeah. She's but... a singer and a performer. So that was fine. And knowing Tia, she is very good on stage. She's very good in front of a crowd. Yeah. So if there's anything that's going to really save Tia and push her and propel her, it is that ability to work a moment. She worked that moment. Yes, I agree. Was it the best vocal? No. But she she, but she, was she did funny. pull it out the back. She, the way she crawled off at the end, like Rue said, was yeah, funny. Agreed. The role was funny. She cast it well. Mm-hmm. She had a very good week to you. Apart from her costumes still are a bit cosplay. The shite. End of. She needs to step it up. Otherwise, her personality. There's too many big personalities. We're not going to see another bag of chips. No. Where her costumes are shit, but it doesn't matter because we just love her. Mm-hmm. Because we've got other people that tick that box. So if her costumes aren't there, she's going to see herself going in the next couple of weeks. And I think it'd be a real shame because I'm really liking Tia. I agree. And one more who's very forgettable for me is Sister Sister still. I don't really remember her from this episode. I don't really remember her from last week. She's not had a moment. She's not done anything memorable, I don't think. She stepped it up from last week, in my opinion. She got a bit more comfortable. She was decent as the three of them in... What was their little trio? The extras, the they were called. Hands, were they? Yeah, they were called the extras. Very fitting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think she's going to be a slow burner, sister, sister. I think maybe I was a bit hasty on her last week with her shitty Primark. <laughs> runway yeah um we haven't mentioned the the awards that they were elected for what did you think of the awards so we had baroness basic basic tea or coffee which from what we've seen so far probably was the most deserving i agree and can i just sit while... she's a little bit shapeless as a drag queen she's like, like... a sticking set isn't she <laughs> She is a bit. She is a bit. She could do with an ass or a a hip pad, but, you know, all drag's valid, so Um, there we go. We had Eris Baroness Basic. We had Most Shady Ahura. Yes, which I think we've seen and well-deserved. We had Lawrence Cheney as... Cocky, the most cocky. I won't put her as cocky. I'd maybe put her as loud and brassy. But maybe not. I Cocky, s- we saw a really emotional moment with her last week. Again, this week, I feel like we're seeing behind the mask. We think we're, we're getting to connect with Lawrence. I am imagining from the edit slash how good she is, she'll also be in the top. Yeah, she's getting a lot of airtime and a lot of time on the confessionals. And we've seen lots of clips of her 
it just makes me think she's in the top. Or she's going to go a fair way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bottoms this week, do you think the right two were in the bottom? Mm. No, actually, I don't. If You are a bottom expert as well. If we're going on the actual challenge of rats, the rusical, I think it should have maybe been Tace and Ellie. I'm a big Ellie Diamond fan, but... She could do with a bit of work on those death drops and those <laughs> shablams and all of that, couldn't she? It was I, like a sack of shit. I felt like you could have done that level of it. <laughs> no, do you know I what couldn't. I mean? <laughs> no, I definitely couldn't. But yeah, it was it was a little bit like Baby Queen. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In a competition. Um, but her looks were all right. I thought she was props doing the only one that did a three reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, each one was a little bit Smithy's. It was a bit Smithy's material, yeah. but I know she made everything herself. I think there's moments when you have to say, for this one, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to give it to someone else. I'm going to pay the money. Yeah. To have something really something I can't do. Play to your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Yeah. Um. That said, she was the only one that did three. Um. Did you think she the right one gone? Cherry. Um. Cherry's gone. Um. I think. I think looking at the cast as a whole, was it her time? Maybe, but is that just all in the edit as well? I don't know. Um, have they edited it that way? Because maybe if she left fourth, we would have seen her shine a bit more. We didn't really see her full potential, I don't think. I'm glad we got a storyline being from Gypsy Heritage yeah. and Traveller Community Heritage. Something we've not seen on the show before. I was just shitting myself when, as soon as I saw that mirror moment and I thought, shit, does that mean... It's her or sister, sister going today. And then yeah. when she was leading the conversation, I was like, shit. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit. But I think it was hard to say who was in the bottom of the rusical. It was and very difficult. I don't difficult. know if it would have been her. No. I don't know if just alone on a reveal, she could have been in the bottom. Was it a good reveal? Not really. Mm-hmm. Oh, pregnant. Oh, I'm under here. Would have been really cool if somehow... The dress was fitted, and as she revealed, the belly grew. Right, you know, yeah. like pumped up. Yeah, like, like a... I'm sure they do something like that in Wicked the Musical. I think they do actually, where, where her belly grows and she's pregnant. Yeah, I don't it know does. How, but yeah, it does that's, actually. Do you pay someone to do that? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was a good show, good week. I I get more and more into it as it goes along, obviously, as most people do. I think it's really hard when there's still so many girls because I feel like we barely speak about some people. Like, I think Bimini really stood out and really, really worked their role, mm-hmm. as did Ahura. Yeah. And they could have easily been in the top just on their little breakout performance alone. Uh, I think Ginny Lemon really stood out this Really week. good this week, yeah. I loved the anti-climax of the, oh, it's the same thing, and everyone going, oh, and then the showing the arse to the judges. Yeah, amazing. So funny. Big, hairy arse. It was... I really want to see Ginny Lemon go all the way. Mm -hmm. Same. All the fucking way. I do actually also think, on the back of that, Ginny could slash... Could have, should have been in the top. Maybe. This week. Because I also think her performance was really good. I know she forgot the words. Yeah. Um, the only downside to Ginny that I can really nitpick on at the moment is I've not seen an eyelash on the girl since day one. Right. But then there's also, I don't want to police someone else's drag too much. You don't have to wear an eyelash to be a drag queen. Yeah. And I think it's very much her brand is that I'm going to do drag my way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the only time it's going to come to a stick with the judges. I think if they try and 
mould her into something she's not. Yeah. I think we'll see a problem. But for me, Tia needs to really step up these costumes and these cheap wigs. I don't think she's going to. I don't see that happening. I think this is it. This is what she's brought. This is all I've got. What What is she going to do? <laughs> That's what she's brought. And we've seen the standard and I don't see it getting better if I'm being completely honest. So Sam's just said in my ear then uh, an interesting point being that this is the first rusical that we've seen in a long time uh, where all the queens sung live in the moment. Now, I don't think to memory I've seen an episode where they have sung fully live from start to finish. Not that I can think of now. And I know they did like the Kardashian rusical where they all... Manager. Yeah, um, there was the, there was the like, what else has there been? Madonna one. Yeah, that was lip sync. And I know that they sang live in season six, but that's the only one that I can actually remember. But I think it's a thing of British queens are known to sing more than lip sync, mm-hmm. and I think it's trying to level the playing field and show the talents off. Now I don't know if they manage that fully do you i mean veronica sean yeah i yeah i agree but we did also see maybe last season and also with um charlie hyde saying well this is what i do this is what i do i'm 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 a singer and i don't really think they give the opportunity to singers as much as they would a dancer on the show so i think it's great they've done that opportunity but it does fuck the girls up who can't sing at all yeah but then like Bimini said, I can't sing. My tactic this week is to pick a role where I don't need to sing and I can still shine. Yeah. So that's on you. They, there is their moments in there. When they write these things, it's, it's about being able to look at the, the script, the piece that you're given, and work out what are my strengths and where can I play them in this piece that I'm given? Yeah. Now, that's where I think Cherry failed this week, unfortunately. And I love her to bits. But she was literally argue- arguing with somebody that's been in a West End musical saying, well, I don't think that matters. Yeah. Well, she won the challenge and you went home. Yeah. So it does matter. Yeah. And I think that's why they left that in, to show it does matter. Because Veronica did play to her strength, which is singing. And she won the challenge. So, so it does matter, like you just Bimini said. And Bimini played to her strengths, and she had a standout moment as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I agree. Um, have we got any listeners on the line that have got their opinions? <laughs> I mean, they're not going to talk to us, but they've sent us DMs and messages and let us know their opinions. So let's see what some of the listeners have got to say. So um, we have got Matt Dillon chiming in saying, can't warm to Lawrence and Veronica. There's just something about them. See, I wrote in my notes, listen to me being really professional, writing notes when I'm watching the show. The very beginning, my third note along was something isn't clicking with me and Veronica. Oh, wow. And then at the end of my notes, wrote Veronica was the deserving winner. I feel like we went on that journey with Veronica today and she's going to warm. Yeah. Any other comments from the from the yes. guys at home? So from Daniel Ung, fuming, how is taste in the bottom for fuck's sake? Well, we just mentioned like it's just... Big taste fan there, clearly. Yeah, absolutely big taste fan. And I know Sam, producer Sam, is a big, big taste fan. He is indeed. He's been begging me for a number for about two hours. So we've got uh, Jennifer Amy Davis said Bimini should have been in the bottom for that runway look. Horrendous. Wow. Okay. And let's go for one more. So this is from Adam Dumbbell. So gutted, Hi, for, so gutted for Cherry. I've seen her in the top three. However, love Veronica this week. Big change. 
Okay, then. Well, that's our review. Yeah. Slash bootleg opinions that no one asks for. We love hearing your bootleg opinions that we do ask for. So get involved each week. You will be able to interact with us on our Instagram. Yes. At Gossip Gaze Pods. Mm-hmm. Um, and let us know your thoughts and opinions and any that trail over from last week. Um, we'll also leave the box up for 24 hours. So we will get some tailing over from the week before. Just get involved. We, we love it. We are here with another listener's letter. Why did I think you were going to go, we are family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's time for listener's letter. Mm-hmm. Now, this letter is from... Oh, it's from a Sam. Oh. <laughs> is this you, Sam? The listeners can't hear you. You can hear me in the ear. Um, hi, Danny. Hi, Billy. I kind of like this, Sam in the ear, by the way. I know, yeah. I've never said it the whole show, but I really are. I feel like the Holly Willoughby. <laughs> Oh, so I'm, so I'm the Phil? Yeah. you're. The, well, Phil's known for cruising, <laughs> shagging younger gay lads, and Holly's known for being gorgeous right. and having big tits. Right. Perfect. And I'm gorgeous and I've got big tits. I'm joking. Is she known for having big tits? Yeah. She's not, is she? Yeah. No, she's not. Holly will a booby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hit me with a letter, bitch. Hit me with your rhythm stick. It's higher, Danny. Higher, Billy. Oh, it's a long one. I've been seeing this guy since the start of October. In Manchester, we've basically been in some kind of lockdown the entire time since then. So it's been quite intense relationship of seeing each other most nights of the week and spending a lot of our time together. <laughs> is this from your Morgan? I know, yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> At the start of the year, I was due to re-sign the contract for my flat or find somewhere to live. The same time, we went back into a full lockdown. It might sound hasty, but between how well things have been going and the stress of finding somewhere new to live, we decided it'd be a good idea to just move in for the lockdown. Right. This is where we're seeing the problems. Yes. I didn't seem, it didn't seem like a huge jump because we are already spending so much time together, but now I'm realising how different it is seeing someone and living with them. Of course. I'm now having second thoughts and starting to wonder whether we really are compatible. <gasps> Might really be from Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. I'm worried because I can almost feel that a conversation is about... Sorry, hang on. I'm re... <laughs> I'm worried because I can almost feel that a conversation about where we're at is coming on. Mm-hmm. But... I'm concerned that we don't actually know each other that well or we haven't been able to do normal things like go out for dinner, etc, etc. So we barely know what we're like outside of the flat. I don't want things to end because I do want to see where things go and I need somewhere to live for the time being. But I'm also finding (laughs) this whole situation too intense and I fear that trying to slow things down or trying to stay with someone else would then be a strain on the relationship on what currently feels like quite a fragile relationship. Right. I'm interested to hear what you guys think and see if you have any advice. I have to say this is very well written. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of time people write in like, to be. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or not text to talk. be. Yeah, text, text talk. talk. That's what it is. Yeah. But um, they've got a, they've got a GCSE in English at least. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely have a job where they have to send emails. Right. Um. So this is from Sam. Now, we actually don't know if Sam is lesbian gay bisexual 
did they say boyfriend, girlfriend? Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're with a partner because mm-hmm. we, we also don't know the gender. But they basically have moved in with someone for a lockdown. Yeah. It felt right at the time. They've barely been seeing each other, but they've not gotten to do normal things. Now. <laughs> I, when I read that, I was shook. Because I'm in a very similar place at the moment. I'm dating somebody where we've not done normal things. Now, I call it Big Brother Syndrome. Would you know where people get in a relationship in the Big Brother house? And it's so intense. And they're not allowed out. You're not allowed to do out. You can't do the normal things. And then, like, they're all loved up and they're all like, oh, this is amazing, this is amazing. You get out the house. And then all of a sudden, they're rude to the waiter and then and then they get drunk on a night out and they're a dick to your friends and then they storm off and you realise, oh, I didn't even know this person. But that's because you've done nothing normal. I love that analogy of the rude to the waiter because, yeah, you just don't know how they are in situations that are normal because yeah. we're all living in a non-normal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'll say from my point of view, trying to put a bit of me into this, is I've been with Joe 10 years and it has been a hard slog. We've gone from being loved up to fucking wanting to batter each other to loved up to me in the garden with a rake saying, I'm going to going crazy yeah you know we some days i think we argue because there's nothing else to do right you just want to you just want to tick each other off i mean we just <laughs> i mean baby we've been ticking each other off all week um so one thing i'll say is and also i've got friends texting me who live together and they're at each other's throats a little bit mm-hmm. everyone is at each other's throats and every everything is heightened so one thing i'll say is yeah, now might not be normal and things might feel a bit, ugh, oh God, this is really actually living with someone. But also when things do go back to normal, you won't be in this normal. Mm-hmm. So the things that are bugging you now might not necessarily bug you when things go back to normal, but you might have a whole new can of worms of things that bug you. <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a solid worry in the letter. Of course, yeah. Now, how can we help him? Now, I think... Uh, now, I think a mistake you may have done is officially moving in before you've even got Putting to all know the eggs properly. in the basket. Because, do you know what? I feel like, even though you are spending a lot of time with somebody, you've always got that place you can escape to or feel like you've got somewhere to go if it all goes tits up or it all goes buggery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've always like, oh, I can actually go back to my mum's or actually I've got that other place I can go to. Yeah. It's a, a better. Bubble. Yeah, it's better to have... But you don't have that because you've moved in with them now officially. I think, I mean, I don't know what the bloody legislation is. I think it's only if you live on your own, you can form a support bubble with another household currently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the rules are changing and swipping and swapping. So by the time you listen to this, it might be changed again. So check. Yeah. But I think if you're forming a support bubble with a friend that you can alleviate. I do know originally the rules were if you needed to, take time to cool off from somebody you were living with. Yeah. You could go and stay with someone else. Yeah, you could actually. For your mental health. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, so I don't want to give the wrong advice here. But I don't think there would be harm, providing it's legal, to say, I'm going to stay with my friends for a couple of nights. It's only natural to want to be able to take a break from someone. Yeah. They have said... I'm worried because I can almost feel a conversation about where we're at is coming on. Don't be scared of that conversation. Yeah. If you can feel it, prep yourself. What you're doing is sweeping it under the carpet and saying, oh God, I can almost feel that there's a conversation coming on. Then 
prep yourself. Know exactly what you're going to say. And be honest. And be honest. And yeah. think about what's the outcome that you want from the conversation and then work your way back. Yeah. Well, what do I want from the conversation? I still want to be singing him, but I also want to know that it feels a bit rushed. Yeah. Well, what's the best way of dealing with that person and letting them know that? Mm-hmm. It's. I think there's going to be loads of people in a similar situation. Oh, yeah. And I think you've just got to trust your gut. Yeah. Like you're doing right now. You're trusting your gut. You're saying this feels right in the moment. Yeah. Trust your gut. If something isn't feeling right in the moment, what are your options? And I think being as honest as you can without hurting them. It also sounds like they've gotten themselves in a predicament where, well, there's nowhere else to live. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the fucking case, keep your fucking gob shut. Yeah. And thank you, fucking lucky stars, that you've got somewhere to live. Yeah, true. And I, I'm sorry to sound like a bit of tough love, but what do you want? Your cake and your eat it. You want to say you don't want to be with him, but you want somewhere free to live or you want somewhere to live. <laughs> well, it can't always go your way. And that's something that I think people need to realise. Yeah, sometimes. of course. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like the Trump mania. Everyone just thinks they can do what they want and say what they want. Yeah, of course. You can't. Um, I don't know if I've fully answered this week properly. I always feel like I've got to give sound advice. I don't know. It's a tricky situation. But don't forget, you can always write in and we will answer as best as we can with any problems, queries, questions, dilemmas. Even if you just don't know what to wear for the next time you pop the bin out. (laughs) Should I wear these ASOS slippers? Or should I wear this ASOS jacket? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you should ask Christina Mandela. Um, <laughs> don't forget you can write in at gossipgazepod at gmail.com or get involved across all of our socials at gossipgazepod. The Gossip Gaze. This was a jam-packed episode and I think we've I mean, run out of time. We literally say every week it's jam-packed, but it is jam-packed because we have so much love to share with all of our gorgeous listeners. Gay, straight, bi, trans, non-binary... You name it, and we're here for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It and is. we do love everyone getting involved. Um, I have to say, I, I, always when Drag Race UK or any Drag Race season starts, mainly the UK one, it seems, I, I get asked to do a plethora... Whoa! Scratch that. Reverse it. Uh, I get asked to do a plethora of little interviews on other drag shows. Mm-hmm. Or the podcasts, or the, or the podcasts sorry. I, I've not been asked once to do any. Um. Well, I mean, you know what? RuPaul does the interview, Michelle Visage says, shut up. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> jokes aside, uh, but I did last week do a gorgeous one for RuPaul's Drag Race UK fans, which is on Glitterbeam Radio, where also... You can hear us if you're listening to us right now. We are on Glitterbeam Radio. They did have to push us after 10 o'clock because we now swear and they are officially on the radio waves. Yeah, so sorry to anyone that we say the C-bomb and you're listening to the radio. Yeah. Um, But that was for God Shave the Queens. Oh, fab. So that was for God Shave the Queens pod. And then also just dropped um, this week where we review episode two of Drag Race. It's a full hour of it. Yes. Um, Not just a little 10 minute section like us. No. So I really go into depth and really say some of my... Brutally honest opinions, shall we say? Yes. Thank you, Billy. Yes. You know, we always finish each other's <gasps> sandwiches. Yes. Um, that is to see that pod with the gorgeous guys from Dublin over there. I mean, mm-hmm. they're dedicated beyond belief because they don't even have BBC iPlayer in Dublin. They have to subscribe to Wow Presents Plus. <gasps> As if. Yeah. So they pay to watch Drag Race. They're professional Drag Race viewers. So yeah, catch up on those two um, fabulously queer podcasts uh, wherever you get this podcast. Yes, and uh, 
get involved hit us up on the socials at gossip plays pod on our social media and if you've got a letter and you want to email it it's gossipplayspod at gmail.com yeah and don't forget if you've got a product that you want us to flog i mean manscaped <laughs> manscaped did it where you know throw us a couple of quid and if you've got something to promote we'll do it <laughs> because quite frankly we're fucking pavos at the moment <laughs> this is the gossip gaze on the airwaves over and out god loves you even though he ain't real goodbye